Hey, everybody, you're listening to Small Package. Uh, this episode, sorry it's delayed. Uh, life happened. Corey had his wisdom tooth out. That's me, Corey. And Hi, Corey. And Bob was out of town. And Hey, Chris. It was the holidays. So you're listening, you you're listening to an episode of Small Package from Christmas week. Sorry for the delay, but it's up now. Enjoy. Oh, hey, folks. I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And you're listening to the podcast Small Package. Give me a hold, buddy. Oh! Hey everybody, it's Corey Poindexter with the one, the only, it's Bob. Bob Fergity, it's your boy, and this week on Small Package, we're talking about Roblox End of the Line, Raw, a sizzling smackdown you won't believe. I did believe it, actually no I didn't, that's a lie. Who's sleeping with who? Bray Wyatt? Maybe. Lots of wrestling news, all that and more this week on the Small Package Show. Wow. Bob the Cougar. You got one more in you? Rawr. Ow. Nice. Alright. Oh, Bob commented on my link. What did he comment? You are interested. It's a newfound glory. Good to know. I'm glad I found out on Facebook. While you were like five people. Hey, man. Oh, man. How's everybody doing out there? How are you doing, Bob? I'm just trying to do this. Yeah, so buddy. I can work. Yeah, buddy. Welcome back, everybody. Small package. Episode 28. <coughs> Back at it again. And uh, so we, we had a lot. We've had a lot happen. Uh, oh, well, yeah, I guess, the, I guess some stuff has happened. I wouldn't say a lot. I mean, within the storyline, it was the end of the line. Literally one line ended. Yeah, but th- the line didn't say many lines. It, it wasn't roadblock end of many lines. It was roadblock end of the line. The being singular. And that the was... The being New Day. Oh, I, I was talking about Sha- Sasha Charlotte. That's Dude, the, that road is so fucking bumpy and swervy. It's over. The road's not over. It's over. Look, here's the, here's the end. Here's the line. End line over. Also, if, if you're talking about end of the line, that line's been going on for what? Two weeks, a month, tops. Come on, <laughs> is Sasha and Charlotte? That well, if you're, for... uh, we're talking the specific Sasha Rain that oh, ended. Well, yeah, a month. Yes, if you want to talk about like the end of the rain, the Roman rain, if you will. <sighs> Can we just talk about this? This is going nowhere with our stupid that. discussion. Let's just get serious. We are serious. No, Bob. we aren't. Okay, so the pre-show had a rather dull match between Big Cass and Rusev, which did not end their feud at all. Nope. Because it counted, was a 10-count countout? Yes. Because Enzo got hit? I don't know. It was dumb. Ish. Uh, Yeah, it was... Uh, it's not it's not great. This whole story is weird and and it's not it doesn't seem like it's uh it's over because Enzo had such Oh, definitely training. not over. So 
We'll see. And also, we've talked about this before, but if this was outside of wrestling, like if we just looked at, hey, this guy, E, tried to fuck this guy, R's wife, L, uh, you know, got in between them when they were having a marital fight and then showed up at her hotel room, you know, we would totally think that Enzo was the bad guy. Yes. And that Rusev had every right to be pissed. But because wrestling and because he's Russian... I mean, there was the whole, they lured him there to beat him down thing. I mean, yeah, but still. Yeah, you could say he's cheating on, with a married woman, but at the same time, the married woman made it look like she wanted to cheat with him. So that her husband could beat him down, like it. Yeah, it but was entrapment. Sure, but at the same time, he showed his dick on accident. I mean, on accident, but it wasn't like he tried to hide it. Okay, fine. Like so his he's, dick he's was a out. man who's proud of walking around, <laughs> but at the same time, this is big Cass getting Enzo in trouble, and then Enzo. Cheating, uh, taking the opportunity to cheat on a woman because it was presented to him. I mean, it's a morally, let's just agree to disagree. It's a morally gray situation, and maybe there is no good guy or bad guy. Everyone's got a little blood on their hands. But at the same time, that's not the story we're being told. The story we're being told is that Enzo's been totally a good guy this whole time. Yeah, Rusev is nailing him to this cross for no reason. And it's just like, eh. Kind of a reason, right? A little there's, bit of a reason. Plenty of reason, but oh, and also some raisins. Ew. Anyway, then uh, I'm just gonna keep calling them Shazaro because I like that name. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what was you liked? Fella, what was it? Fella of Fella of the Ring or Fella of the Swing? Yeah, it's kind of a good one. Was, I, I've heard some pretty good ones. I liked, um, but yeah, Shazaro defeated the new day to become the tag team champions in what was a pretty good match yeah it was it did not it should have been longer like i don't usually ask for longer matches but this one like they got 10 minutes or something like it definitely could have been 15 another five i would have been really happy cool spots yeah it was fun like uh, the ending was like it, it was all well done and you know the We've seen New Day cheat and cheat and cheat to retain, 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 and then, uh, you know, Shizaro did a cool like untagging. Thing yeah, at what the a end what an interesting trick them, and there was something that New Day hadn't even thought of to get out. You know, was, uh, they finally tricked the tricksters. Shizaro with the fake out tag and then taking the bullet for Jamie. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. Also, at the end, Cesaro hugging New Day was kind of a cool moment. And then I loved Seamus not breaking his own character, just ripping the titles right, away he's from like, him. I am both champs. Which was which was perfect because it's just it's so in line with them. Uh the next match, Sami Zayn somehow defeats Braun Strowman by surviving what should have been a 10-minute draw. But, but apparently that meant he won. Yeah, so apparently nobody told anybody that if Sammy survives 10 minutes, then he wins. Because uh, that's not how matches go. But 
So everyone was really confused by that. And also, he didn't really survive 10 minutes because there was like two or three minutes of it of like Mick Foley oh, right. walking around With waving towel. a flag and yeah, whatever it was. And so, like, Braun was totally right. He didn't survive 10 minutes. I let him survive 10 minutes. Braun. And it's just weird. Another weird match. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wish that they would give Sammy a push and like, you know, give him a meaningful victory over someone, anyone. I really honestly don't even care if it's a jobber anymore. Let him get some jobbers. But Braun is completely in my in my mind, he's deserving of the push he's getting because he's gotten a lot better. His mic skills are not great. Dude, his mic I think his mic skills are great. I love him on the mic. I don't know if I'd say great yet, but they're definitely compared he is to better wh- than most other people on the mic, I would say. I would say but but he's very much, very much improved on where he was. That is the most important thing to me. Is that like, list of people he is better on the mic than <laughs> Roman Reigns. Mm, probably. Sasha Banks. Yes. Uh, big Cass. Def- well, <laughs> Big Cass is not necessarily good on the mic without Zoe. You're going way too fast. It's oh, more yeah. Big Cass is not good. Can we also talk on real quick? The mic <laughs> when he lists things and lists variants of the same thing. When he's like hamburger. Cheeseburger, bacon cheeseburger. I love that we both, without even progression of burgers, exact exact same same way. way. Uh, Like when he's like Thanksgiving dinner, he's like, I had corn, cream corn, sweet corn, sweet cream corn, and I'm like, what? And he's like, potato pie, sweet potatoes, sweet potato pie, and it's like, yes, those are like the basically you said the same thing three times. Anyway. So Sami Zayn defeats Braun Strowman and Braun Strowman's also just been looking better in the ring. He's got like a, a decently big move set for someone that big. Yeah. Well, I think, I think it's more just like, Hey, we don't know what your move set should be. So just go and try, try out, out new things. <laughs> hey, fuck it. It works, dude. That one front side power slam thing that he does is really cool. Oh, the running power slam. Yeah. Thing? Jesus. And he's yeah, so no, big. I, I, yeah. And I think his move so set can be, so different based on who he's facing because if he's Fair. facing some little tiny ass guys like he has been he can just do these huge power moves it's also very impressive guys, he has different power moves to do right and let's be honest it's very impressive that he has made the jump from jobber squash push to beating up actual superstars faster than most like ryback let's i mean if you remember when ryback first got his big push and to be fair ryback was hot and over at the end of that very first push mm-hmm. going into that hell in a cell massacre cm punk john cena bullshit with the shield um and also brad maddox kicking him in the plums you know ryback was beating up jobbers for for like a year like it was a long time that he was facing jobbers uh-huh. before he got pushed up to like you know zach Ryder and stuff <clears throat> and braun Strowman, i mean he was really only doing it for a couple of months and now he's you know well, hand manhandling the championship. Yeah, he just as seen last night, two nights ago, mm-hmm. is in the main event scene. It's crazy, and I, I think deserving and very cool. And to be honest, I hope that they build up Bray Wyatt on SmackDown brand, and that maybe not by a WrestleMania, but maybe by like Survivor Series of next year, we could be seeing like a an actual tough, scary Bray Wyatt who's had a proper build versus his former monster. 
Braun Strowman. Be a cool match. It would be. Um, so moving on, Seth Rollins defeated Chris Jericho. Uh, Boring. Jesus. It, kind of a pointless, pointless match. Like who cares? Like there's no real story build behind it other than hey you've been interfering with my matches so i'm going to beat you up yeah and also kevin owens coming out was very 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 predictable and how it all went down was very very predictable this whole match just felt like a phone-in yeah for both performers like they're just like all right let's do our thing a handful of cool spots but even even the cool spots didn't really stand out there's no move that I can remember from the match being like, that was crazy. That was really cool, you know. Uh, and, you know, the show started off with, uh, you know, I think it was after New Day's match with Kevin Owens backstage trying to give Chris a new scarf, like a Christmas scarf. And then after this match, you know, where he cost, you know, quote unquote, Jericho the match, uh, you know, he was, which I thought this segment was even better than either of the matches the one where he was promoing to a closed door oh yeah i thought he did great sure. reacting to a door sure no he he which is sad kevin owens is a great performer and seeing him perform well isn't too surprising because right. that's what he does uh the real disappointment was just that this whole thing even bothered to take place. Like, ah, I don't know. The main event scene of raw is just so boring to me. I think that it's, it's, it's about time to change it up. And I think that it will get changed up because I think we're about to hit the road to WrestleMania. And I think that we're going to hopefully, hopefully knock on wood, get, uh, the Rollins trip story booting up. And, I. Jesus, it better because I'm so fucking bored with what's going on. And I think that honestly, they're going to decide what they're doing with Roman. And we'll have Goldberg Lesnar coming up. There's a lot of fun stuff that'll, let's be honest, R- Royal Rumble's a shakeup. Royal Rumble yeah. always shakes things up. Well, it usually does. The past few years. No, last year's was, was, uh, although we will say it was cool seeing Dean versus Triple H as the last two in the ring. Sure, sure. And the year before that, no, <laughs> didn't happen. There was no World Rumble, <laughs> right? There wasn't. That didn't exist in 2015. But uh, and also, I mean, I, I'm just saying, they the Rumble has had a couple of misses in the last several years, which is not great. But historically, it is a great way to shake up because you can easily put 40 men, 30 men, however many you want to put in the ring, mm-hmm. and have storylines come out of that. Bo Dallas got his first storyline by eliminating a superstar. You you wind up with people who come out with fresh feuds because of random moments in the ring. It really teased the Shield breakup when mm-hmm. Roman eliminated Dean and Seth that one year. So lots of cool stuff can happen in the Royal Rumble. Let's give it a little time. Also, uh, based on booking, it seems like Jericho... Uh, KO and Reigns aren't going to even be in the Rumble. Probably not. Because they are confirmed for that weird cage shark match thing. I would I would think that Jericho might still be able to be in the Rumble. He could be. He's just being locked in a cage. But Reigns, Reigns and Owens will 
Probably, probably not. not. I mean, we have seen people compete in the Rumble and then sh- in earlier on the card and then show up for the match Fair. before. But, so, and it's you know, Golden Child reigns. I'd be. I would. I would venture to say it's less likely to see cruiserweights in the Rumble than Reigns or Owens. You mean more likely? No. Oh. I think that they are less likely to put the cruiserweights into because they've they've up to this point kept the cruiserweights very completely separate. separate with the 205 Live and the Purple Ropes. Except uh, that's what I noticed. I mean, without so, with Sin Cara aside. Oh, okay. I was going to say because Sin Cara is king of the jobbers. He's the in house job. It was just weird that they almost had a Titus versus Sin Cara match on Raw. I mean, it was laughing. It got interrupted by Braun. Uh, it was just a Braun interrupts things segment. I want to get. I want to get one of those. You know how staple? I think it's staple. So that was, button, that was yeah. easy. But that when I hit Braun. it, it's just, yeah, it's just Braun. I want that so bad. Christmas gift ideas, Bob. Uh, Braun. I still have to make the Bob Feckety soundboard for weeks when you can't be here. We got to make that. We just tended to have a separate recording session. So I could, uh-huh. all right, I just need you to go. Oh, seriously and uh-huh uh-huh and yeah and can we just move it's on it's your boy it's your boy uh rich swan defeated i said swan rich swan defeated tj perkins and z brian kendrick to retain the cruiserweight championship not but really that's surprised. not all oh the match itself was fine it was okay Who's really boss? short like, oh, yeah. really short. It was like six minutes. Especially considering the fact that going into that match, we were talking about how can three matches fill up 90 minutes, and then that went short. Yeah, and then it was just like, poof. Oh, how can two matches fill up 84 minutes? <laughs> but a big return for the Red Arrow. Yeah, we got Neville finally being A, on television, That's good. B, in the cruiserweight division. Even better. And see, see a heel. Oh boy. And dude, he looks like a monster in the cruiser. Yeah, division. he really does. He looks jacked as shit. Um, you know, he, he looks good in his return. He's so here's my biggest problem. Like he looks great and I love it. Problem but, with his return. Yes. Okay. As a heel is that. He's going to be the only cruiserweight that most casual fans will even recognize. So he's going to be the one cruiserweight who'll probably actually be able to get cheers. And now he's a heel. And now he's a heel. I mean, in theory, it might make his eventual return to facedom even sweeter. Yeah. And let's be honest. But like... It's raw, and raw has no actual baby faces. Yeah, but and the fact that they literally seem to be designing their heels to be the ones who get cheered. It it, it definitely is noticeable that because who is better on raw? Who, who are baby faces on raw? Who? Who? Reigns. Nah. He's the most booed person. I mean, on are we talking baby like, face that they say they're baby face or yeah, the crowd the, reaction? The. the the who WWE face. presents to us as their baby faces. Uh, Roman Reigns. Who's the most booed person on the roster? Uh, Sami Zayn. Okay, he actually... Con- well, but he doesn't He doesn't get reactions. And he also doesn't get very many matches that he has a chance in. Lately. Yeah. Uh, but but I would still say he's a face. Uh, Enzo and Cass. Yeah. 
uh, the new day. So we're up to, if we're counting individuals, we're up to seven. Uh huh. Um, but the new day is kind of dirty. Right. But, but, but they're also, I don't know, Cesaro. I wouldn't say Seamus, but Cesaro's a face. Sure. And he's now getting good reactions. Um, other faces on uh, Rollins. I mean, not really. <laughs> kind kind of. of. I'm, dude, I'm going to give him the credit. That's the reason he wasn't in my brain first, is because he's like a pseudo. He's one of those, what Triple H called the gray area, you know, the tweener. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're up to nine. Uh, are we counting women or are you talking about men single? Well, if we're talking about men single, single, then we eliminate the already, tag team. Yeah. Okay. Are we just talking men singles? Because then if that's the case, we're dropping it down to Roman, Rollins, and Sammy. Um, shit. Give me a second. I got this. There's other faces. There have to be other faces. Mick Foley's a face. <laughs> He's also going away for hip surgery. Um, oh, man. And one of those three people is the most booed person in the company. I know. Just give me a second. There's other faces. There are other faces. Who was on the fucking pay-per-view? <laughs> but I mean, see, Cass this fights is as a problem. singles guy sometimes. Do you see how big of a problem this is? Yeah, there's not a lot of faces. And then then they finally bring back somebody to actually have you know, fan recognition, and they bring him back as a heel. I don't know. I think it's interesting in the storyline, and I think that it gives Neville a chance to look jacked and beat up people and like establish that he's... Uh, the monster of the cruiserweight. True, but he could have also done that against Brian Kendrick. He could have done that against like Tony Gulak. Nice. Gulak. I don't know. I'm torn on it. I think I like it, but I get what you're saying about if you look at a big picture, it's it's problematic. It's very problematic. All right. Well, anyway, he he returned. He looked great. Let's just uh, mm-hmm. just on a personal note for his own performance, look great, and really kicked everyone's fucking asses. And like it was just awesome to see and he was great on raw too and man his red arrow he hadn't been on tv in a while i forgot how cool that move looks oh yeah i mean he looked a little slow in the rotation compared to you know pre-injury but like i think that he's kind of going through that i'm back in full-time action warming back up to a boil Mm -hmm. as opposed to coming in uh next we had oh well that you know neville made his return and then charlotte defeats sasha banks to win back the raw women's championship Spoilers, if it's a pay-per-view, Charlotte will win or retain. Apparently. If it is a Monday Night Raw, Charlotte is vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we both have talked about how we felt like the match. I liked the match, but I did feel like there was a lot of de- like deflation, as you put it. Well, so it should be noted, the match was scheduled for 30 minutes. Ultimately, with overtime, ran like 33 and a half. Yeah, somewhere. And so the first 20 to 25 minutes were mostly pointless. They had some good back and forth, but right, you didn't have your first, I think, 10 minutes left. And even even in those first 20 to 25 minutes, you still didn't have anything special. It was like a retread of every other match they've done. Like they did cool stuff at the end, don't get me wrong. Right. But it took him fucking half hour to get there. And it's just like, 
you're designing entertainment. That's the benefit of professional wrestling, so that you can make it be exciting. Right. I definitely think that if you look historically at Iron Man matches, they usually run slow in the beginning and then sure sure it's an acceleration I, it, it, that that makes sense you know because you have a long way to go in the match but they did go exceptionally slow for an iron man match like i felt and I, i'm agreeing with mm-hmm. you it's like you know the 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 build up in the match was just and i think another thing that hurt it uh, to be quite honest was the placement on the card because you had a very exciting the cruiserweight match itself wasn't the most exciting, but Neville's return was a huge pop and uh-huh. a huge excitement. And also it caught everyone off guard. Everyone was like, whoa, this is crazy. Then you go straight into the women's match. Into 20 minutes of stuff we've already seen for the past two, three, four months. And they and everyone knows there's a title match after this, immediately following it. So you don't want to go crazy. You're saving some energy almost. And I thought that and the ending give you no reason to go crazy. Uh, and I, I think the ending, I personally liked the ending, and I liked that Sasha took some hard way, and there was some color at the end of the match, and there's some blood, you know, at the end of the match, and, you know, with, without seeing blood as much anymore, you know, in this new era, as it were, uh, when you do see it, I feel like it means a little bit more. It it made, it made me go like, oh, shit, Sasha's face is busted open. This is crazy. Um, but it just, you know... I honestly, you know what would have been really cool is if you would have had uh, Sasha just pass out from the pain. Dude, there are like 18 different ways we could say, no, it would have been cool if this, and they all would be better than what we got. 18 different ways? Let's hear them, Cass. <laughs> corn. <laughs> Sweet Because corn. like every every person who I've read, like, oh man, I thought it was going to be this. All of those ideas are better than what we got. And as we were talking before this, according to Meltzer, Vince decided to book this match to deflate the audience. Purposefully. We can come back to that. And it's just like, why? Like, okay, now we've been, and and it, it doesn't, it doesn't change the story the story is the same story that we've been getting for a whole fucking year with charlotte it's the same story she goes and she wins at a pay-per-view right nothing changes nothing changes and i think that you know i'm fine with the i've i've become more fine with the hot potatoing of the title because it does show that they're both super strong but at this point it's so (coughs) predictable Right. Like I I would I would rather see a hot potato made unpredictable. Like have Charlotte win on television once. Have Charlotte lose a pay-per-view. Like right. that's what we're not expecting. Right. And instead we got exactly what we expected. Ex- a, for the past 4 months like I don't know. I mean, there was a lot of good first, in-ring work. The first women's title change on Raw was huge. It was like, once Sasha won it, yeah. crazy. This is amazing. Like, when was the last time we got a title change on Raw? This this is awesome. I remember us talking about it at, at length, about how excited it was that and then Sasha she, came out. you know, home. Charlotte wins it back at the pay-per-view, sure. and everyone's like, oh, man, that heel, she got it back. Like, right. I can't wait till she loses again. 
and then she does on TV, and everyone's like, oh, wow, that was cool. And then Charlotte wins again, and everyone's like, "Uh okay. And then Sasha wins back on TV, and everyone's like, obviously. And then Charlotte retains on pay-per-view, and everyone goes, hmm. Well, I mean, (laughs) it is what it is. How... You take something special and then shove it down our throats. It stops being special really damn fast. It's just, and the worst part about it is, it is you feel bad for Charlotte and Sasha because, I mean, I understand that the match was slow in the beginning, but I felt like it was a hell of a match at the end. And like you know, Charlotte working Sasha's leg, it, it you know, it it got me going like, oh man, that looked painful, and like, oh man, what's gonna happen next? I don't know. I wish Sasha wouldn't have tapped. With like ten seconds to go, it was two. When she tapped, it was two. Two. It was down to two. That's even worse. It's like at that point, just for two seconds. So, I mean, it looks it makes you look pretty weak. Even though, I mean, I know you're strong because you held on for so long, but there's just two seconds left. Just let yourself pass out. Just don't tap. It's like literally just bite your knuckle for like two more seconds. And uh, anyway, let's move on from this match. It it was whatever. Kevin Owens defeats Roman Reigns by disqualification after Chris Jericho gives the codebreaker to Kevin Owens. I but hated this. Swerve. He did it so that Roman would lose the disqualification because so, everyone would think that he came out because of Roman. Instead, it he came out to actually. You're help. hurting my head by trying to explain this, Bob. And I honestly, it. It's not your fault. You're just trying to help rationalize how fucking stupid this end of this pay-per-view was. I mean, okay, sure. On paper, I get it. It's like, I'm Chris Jericho. I'm mad at my friend. And he deserves to get hit with something. Right. Because he he cost me my match. I'm going to punch him in the face. Sure. And then on paper, it's like, okay. And if I punch my friend and get the payback for him costing me the match. He'll win and retain his title, but he would still win and retain his title. If he came out and hit Roman Reigns because disqualification can't change hands. But then he doesn't get to slap around his friend. So he code, he does and it doesn't, he doesn't just punch his friend, which would have been enough. Uh huh. He does his finishing move on his friend, which his friend then no sells and gets back up. And then they hug, and it's like, oh, ho, ho, they're still friends. And I'm just like, wow, we couldn't just have a, a fucking finish to the match. Although I will say this, Kevin Owens was totally right when he was screaming in the ring and got picked up by the camera, the camera mic, when he was like, if you're such a tough guy, Roman, why didn't you put your United States Championship on the line? Uh-huh. Man, I was actually pretty sure going into this, it was a champion versus champion match, oh. and you had to correct me. That what why I mean, and at the that would have raised the stakes. And at the same time, if they're gonna do a fucking DQ finish, then it could have been a champion versus champion match, and, and they matter. both would have walked away with their belts. Exactly, and that would have heightened my my. It would have made it more mean more, right? Especially since has Roman even fucking defended <laughs> the U.S. belt? As far as I know, well, he did against Rusev. I mean, a couple times, but like um, like a, a match or two, honestly. And he's, then the Hell in a Cell. He's defending it. Uh, he's defending it just slightly more than Dean Ambrose did when he was 
the U.S. champion. Because Dean Ambrose, I think at one point, went like three months without a title defense. Mm-hmm. And people were, I mean, and Roman and and, uh, and Rollins were defending the tag titles, mm-hmm. like, constantly. Um, and it became a big point of contention. But, but for Roman, the reason it's not becoming more of a point of contention is because that is, like, the least of people's grievances. Like, people are just more mad about him getting pushed to the moon than they are him not defending his title. They don't give a fuck about the fact that he has a title on his waist. They just are like, get the fuck off my TV screen once in a while. Stop smirking. Fuck. Fuck, just stop fucking. If he just stopped smirking, if he went back to how he was in the shield and just was fucking brooding and fucking angry and fucking quiet and he just came in and punched you and left. Fuck, that's why everyone sucks Goldberg's dick. It's because he didn't talk for like uh, for like six years. They just never gave him a microphone and only let him have squash matches. And he became a beloved figure of the industry. Yeah, we've we've seen in person Roman get over on his wrestling alone. He can do it. When he was wrestling AJ at Extreme Rules, you and I were there, and the oh, yeah. crowd had to resort to you still suck chance because we had to remind ourselves. We yeah, we had, we like we popped and we're like, holy shit, that was awesome what you just did. Eh, but you're still fucking Roman Reigns. Dude, Philly went Philly was over for him <laughs> at that one time. He has gotten cheers in Philly before. Everyone goes, oh, Roman and Philly, Roman and Philly. And it's like, right. they cheered for him before. And then he opens his damn mouth. Fuck. I'm not the good guy. I'm not the bad guy. Roman Reigns. Hey, 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 hey Roman Reigns. It's like, oh, smirk, smirk, wink, wink, smirk. Oh, my God. I could. Uh, okay. All right. So let's let's get back to just wrapping up this pay-per-view so we can get to the news. Uh-huh. Uh, overall, what would you kind of, what would you give the card? I, I, I think like, I would honestly say like C minus. Yeah. I'd probably give somewhere around there. Like you had a great moment in the criminally short tag match. Yeah. You had a great moment in the criminally short cruiserweight match. True. And a great ending to it. And that's it. I thought the the bloody moment with Sasha and Charlotte was cool, but not entirely redeeming of how slow the beginning was and how goofy the and just Vince saying that he deflated the whole thing. It just makes me even more bitter about it. Right. The 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 shitty finish was chosen out of every other finish we could think of for this match in the next three minutes. Honestly, the only reason I think I give it a C minus is because and I know this sounds weird because now like they're listening to this fucking podcast. I feel bad for the performers because a lot of them really put it out there and gave great individual performances, mm-hmm. but it was tainted by bad storyline. It's like the burger was great, but the bun was made of shit. So I have to give it overall a C minus. Woof. Okay. So let's, let's, let's quickly talk about wrestling news then we can recap raw 205 live and end with what i think is the best thing this week which is smackdown so wrestling news uh scott hall yeah loves porn i mean confirmed that's is that news it's kind of news well it's It's funny the, the confirmation is news it's funny i mean we all knew scott hall loved porn though was it a snapchat that he sent 
it was actually like a tweet. It was supposed to be like like Merry Christmas, and it was what is like, on Twitter? It, it was Fuck. like it was like a picture with his with his tree and everything in it. Beautiful but tree. His TV was in the background. Uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, just yeah, it's on. I don't the know internet. if it got deleted or not. But I mean, it's whatever. the internet. Nothing nothing goes away forever anymore. Uh-huh. You can find it. But Scott Hall posted a picture of his fucking beautiful Christmas tree, beautiful decoration. It was fine. But he had his he had his TV on in the background with fucking just a hardcore porn on the screen. Mm-hmm. Also, personally, who watches porn in their living room? Right on a television. That's like that seems like something you keep locked away, either in like the corner of your bedroom or maybe a bathroom, but not in your living room. That's where guests come. Right. I mean, guests arrive and stay. That's where not guests come. visit. That's where guests visit. Poor choice of words by Mister Poindexter. Uh, also, uh, other other news of the week. Um, so I guess that that story about AJ and Samoa Joe is fake. Yep. Which is kind of heartbreaking because it's the the article itself on the Inquisitor was made me actually feel the hype a little bit for it. Like it could have been cool. But I mean, Samoa Joe is still rumored to come up for the Rumble. Like, there's there's rumors of him being in the Rumble. There's rumors of everyone being in the Rumble. There's rumors of you and me being in the Rumble. Like that I started. Well, actually, no, it is confirmed. I will not be in San Antonio for for the Rumble. So, <sighs> fuck, that's heartbreaking. No, it's not in the big picture. It's really not. Well, I mean, it's it's heartbreak. It's not heartbreaking because you know you don't have to do work and shit out in san antonio but man i i might have tried to convince kayla shout out to wife of the half of the show kayla i might have tried to convince her to let me go and put myself up in san antonio i would have gone yeah you would have i definitely would have dude anyway but say la vie uh other other wrestling news of the week that you want to talk about bob there's uh nothing not nothing major. I don't know. Uh, I think that it's definitely uh, the Vice article um, that a lot of people are in the internet are talking about right now. I know that it's the article it itself was published is December sixth. I thought it was ninth. Either way, uh, point is single digits, and we're now in the twenties. Just in the twenties, barely in the twenties, barely legal in the twenties, but. You know, it takes a while for the internet sometimes to catch on to these things. And uh, it's an interesting article, but it mostly just confirms stuff that we all kind of suspected. Maybe we hoped weren't true. Maybe that, you know, the rumors of Vince being a you know, controlling guy backstage were kind of exaggerated. But from that article, man, it did. It does not sound good. Right, they're like, I was I was hired for my expertise in this. And then I went and sat and got ignored and Vince ran the company. <laughs> yeah, and just the firing of executives and writers being like, he would show up on a Raw and just be like, well, it changes now because I reread it and I don't like it. And like he doesn't consider next week, two weeks from now, a month from now, a year know, from now. A year from now. He only cares about right now. And it's like, it's like you can't be so short-sighted because this is... This is a never-ending right? circus. You you made this so there's no off-season, so I need to keep telling a story, and if you're only making me tell it, you know, chunk by chunk, it makes it really hard for it to be a good story. Yeah, and it's just, it's so, it's so just short-sighted. And it also, you know, the article talks about, you know, a lot of people on the internet believe that Kevin Dunn does not help. 
you know, the situation that they think that Kevin Dunn is also just sort of trying to control the shit. And so that's why some people think that Shane being back might be a bad thing is because Shane and Kevin are old boys club. Exactly. And it like, if you look at what Paul Levesque has done with NXT, it's, you know, when he isn't directly supervised and he can run the show, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I, I don't exactly know how NXT is run, but it's still, if, if it is, you know, just trips running the thing, mm-hmm. then it, that's just a small time WWE. Right. And he is the Vince. I, I think but that he I definitely feel like he, yeah, I feel like he's more open. I hire people to be in good spots. Right. Guy, I definitely, as it, opposed to I am every good spot guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you haven't read the Vice article, worth a read. It also kind of gives an insight into WWE fudging their attendance numbers. Their number. That's something that everyone knows, I feel, though. Yeah, but it's just. You know, it's it is a little shocking to see that like WrestleMania may have been exaggerated by up to oh, thirty five thousand. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they said it was one hundred one k, and by any accounts, it was not six digits. So, I mean, and I, I, let's, I, it honestly starts to feel like they were counting like employees at that point. I mean, like people in the building. Yeah, but still, you have to be. There's not 30k employees at no. <laughs> so I don't like, know. I don't think that there's 30k employees in WWE, like as a whole company. Um, but anyway, very cool article to read. Or I guess maybe cool is not the right word. Depressing, depressing article to read. Uh, but we're checking out. Uh, Inquisitor is rumoring that John Cena might want to leave the WWE, but at this point, it's hard to believe the Inquisitor as much because fuck, it just seems like there's been a bunch of articles they've posted where they aren't fact checking. Like at all, and I, you know, with rumors in WWE world, like fact checking is already kind of a gray thing because right, what are facts? Yeah, (laughs) what's real, what's fake? It's hard to tell. Um, It would be interesting to see if he was wanting to leave WWE soon because he has been doing more outside projects. But at the same time, he has also been on record (laughs) saying, hasn't he been on record saying he's going to end at forty? I think so. And he's 39. So I, I believe so. And the other John thing, Cena close to living up on promise is what that headline should be. <laughs> and also it's it's worth noting that it's been reported several times that he gets frustrated when people like Goldberg and Brock Lesnar make almost as much money as him without working a full-time schedule. And yeah, this is the first but year he's in a also while. not yeah, where he's not working a full-time schedule. So I mean, he was he the reason he's made this money up to this point is because the the motherfucker works cuz he has every house. He's hustled, he's had loyalty, he's respected. <laughs> um also worth just noting real quick. Um uh Chris Hero was at a wrestling event and somebody asked him about going to WWE and he said that nothing's certain. And that mm-hmm. he kind of downplayed, which could just be him kayfabing it up. Mm-hmm. Um, or Chris Hero is not going to WWE. It's possible. And somebody else. Oh, who, wah, wah. Right? Cassius Ono's going to WWE, not Chris Hero. Oh, my God. I fucking hate kayfabe sometimes. It makes it so hard to know what's real. Right? Sometimes it's just so far. <coughs> um, there's a. Uh, 
you know, talk about Charlotte and Bailey, you know, having the WrestleMania feud. Um, and that why people backstage are just down on Sasha is another bit of, you know, rumor mill swirl. Uh, Oh, well, Meltzer reported that she's going to have she being uh, Sasha Mm -hmm. is going to have a big match at WrestleMania. I hope so. So (coughs) I mean, I hope so. Maybe they bring somebody back. You know, maybe they have, you know, in uh, my mind, it feels like uh, Sasha will come out to congratulate Bailey on winning her first title at WrestleMania and then turn heel. In my mind, that's how that plays out. You know what I mean? Like you feel like it's the Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit moment, uh-huh. but then she, instead of being just happy for her friend, like super kicks Bailey in the face. That'd be a cool moment. It means bank statements, her break statements. Uh, oh, one more thing I want to talk about real quick. Uh, this Bray Wyatt, Good Morning Washington clip that I showed you. Mm-hmm. So the internet. I guess, again, this is also according to Kate's side. Uh, I think Sean Ritter wrote this, that people on the internet have started saying, is is Bray Wyatt a sex machine? Um, is he sexy? Is he a s- seductive person? He was on uh, Washington affiliate WJLA, that's ABC7 Washington, D.C., uh, promoting tribute to the troops last week. And uh, he starts talking to uh, a you know anchor, uh, Julie Wright, from the ABC affiliate. Uh, and then, man, I, I really was feeling it. Like, you know, she's like, he's, she's like, there's something about you that most people, you know, that you've got some kind of aura. And he's like, it's just a vibe I put out. I think you're feeling that vibe right now. And I felt like I was watching her flirty laugh with him. And the two of them just going back and forth on the couch. You, you had an entirely different reaction to this video. I felt like she was talking to a child because there was like the whole fireflies conversation. He's like, you know, rock concerts and, and other performers start using you know, the cell phone lines. We started that. We started on that fireflies. And she's like, oh, you started that. Yeah. Really cool. Just like this, the way you would patronize a child to make them, you know, sound like you're actually listening and giving a shit. But I mean, I, I don't know. I I, I, I kind of felt like it was flirty, but I could see where you were coming from thinking that, you know, maybe, maybe it wasn't flirty. Maybe it was hit her talking to him like an idiot because he's a grown man playing a character. But she seemed, she totally did also seem up on her knowledge. Oh, yeah. She was talking about his dad. She was talking about, which, I mean, that really shatters kayfabe for the Bray Wyatt character to talk about how his dad was IRS. Yeah, right. But, I mean, like, I I, I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll have to see. But, yeah, no. If I he mean, does she, any more of these kinds she even, of. She even was like, there was a point where. She's like, you you two will go defend the titles. He's like, oh, there's three of us. She's like, oh, yeah, Luke Harper. I forgot. Like, immediately it was just like, oh, yeah, Luke Harper. Uh, 
<laughs> and she was talking about who Sister Abigail was. Who was it? What? So she was like, she's like, so who's Sister Abigail? And then, but then almost transitioned it into talking about the move. And then well, he seemed so confused. She she was like, who is Sister Abigail? And was like, oh, she's a uh, you know, source of power, a woman I worship, like, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then she's like, oh, well, there's you giving a Sister Abigail. And he's like, oh, yeah, double meaning. That's the name of my move. <laughs> <laughs> that's also my move you know these things get confusing uh brock lesnar suspended for uh a year ufc right yeah i think we talked about this last week i i, I think that this was just something that was officially confirmed in the last few days it was after we recorded last week for sure are you sure i'm we positive reported late last week it was it was reported afterwards because i remember feeling like oh, i wish we would have talked about it but he's just suspended for a year uh, not much surprising there. What is surprising out of the UFC is a little bit is that Paige Van Zandt is interested in apparently hopping ship. Um, did an interview with, uh, I want to say it was GQ or Maxim? Maxim. Uh, interview with Maxim where they talk, they were like, oh, so uh, what are the odds you coming to WWE? And instead of, you know, downplaying it because she is currently under UFC contract, she was just sort of like, you never know. And I'm a huge wrestling fan. And so uh, that got people on the internet talking about, oh man, how cool would it be if you had Patreon Zant come over, be successful in the women's division, and then Ronda comes eventually, which is pure speculation. But we know that Ronda loves WWE and likes being a part of it. So that could be potentially cool. Uh, maybe see some more crossover between, you know, the two. Last bit of wrestling news, and then we'll get the fuck on with this show. Uh, <sighs> New Japan Pro Wrestling launched an English version of their website and came out in a statement. One of the executives for the company came out and said that with the WWE expanding to the European or UK, sorry, UK championship uh, and becoming more territorial in mindset and the fact that they're trying to start WWE India and Indian uh, WWE China speculations, uh, you know, if you're, it's, they said, uh, it's becoming a time where if you're not with WWE, you're against WWE. And then he sort of trailed off and the person doing the interview was like, and new Japan pro wrestling. And he was like, we'll have comments soon, which is definitely not we're with them. Mm -hmm. um, and I bet they have to feel a little burned after, you know, AJ left and gals and Anderson left and Shinsuke left. So, and Balor and Balor too, fuck <laughs> man. So they got to feel a little salty and, Hey man, it's becoming the point where you can compete and people are talking about indie wrestling and you know, WCPW is getting reviewed on fucking podcasts and shit. Now it's crazy. So WWE better be careful. They have at least some level of competition throughout the world. Anyway. Yeah. But no one can really match their production values. Uh, of course. And like, you know, and, and or star power yeah, or drawing power, like, which is true, but within, I'm um, within certain subsets of the market, you know, they can, they do have competition out there. Sure, but Somewhat. is competition 200 guys at LaBoom or is competition selling out, you know, uh, Barclays for three nights in a row, four nights in a row? Fair. <laughs> Fair enough. You have to, yeah, yes, there's competition, but you'll have I mean, to remember the scale of competition. I guess to me, it's, it's less, it's less looking at like that and more looking at it. Um, yes, they're crushing it globally, but it would be almost on the same level of like, yes, McDonald's is crushing it globally, but let's say in these pockets, in these like counties or states or countries where, you know, there's a chain 
that is a local chain that is keeping McDonald's from being as successful in that area. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yes, on the whole, they are they are crushing it. And there's no, it's, I'm not saying that there's a company out there that is threatening WWE's existence. Like TNA is threatened by WWE. You know, there's no one who's doing that to WWE. But they do have competition, maybe not at the same scale, but quality wise. And it definitely puts pressure on them when other companies do very well and have good storylines to... Well, if this company can do it on a fraction of the budget, mm-hmm. then why can't you? Mm-hmm. And that puts pressure on them. Sure. Else, also with the internet, you don't have to go to a building anymore to watch wrestling. I mean, granted, a lot of these companies don't have great streaming services yet, but they could. So, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Anyway, let's get the fuck on with this and get out of here. Raw this week, pretty good. It's okay. Pretty good Raw. Uh, it's okay interesting stuff that happened. Enzo went to, uh, Enzo Amore went to counseling of some kind. Yeah. And um, it sets up a feud with him and gender, which is weird, but it gets him doing something, it right? It's him wrestling in a feud where he can somewhat realistically win a match. Fair. Because realistically, who could end, like, kayfabe wise, who could Enzo actually win a match against? Uh, I mean, hey, man, any wrestler Heyman? who gets into the I ring. I don't know about him against Heyman. <laughs> but Heyman hey, look, Bob, any wrestler who gets in the ring with two hands and a heart has a chance of jobbing to Braun Strowman or AJ Styles. Mick Foley locks Jericho. In a, in a cage for their for the upcoming Roman Reigns versus yeah 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 uh, the the fact Owens that you title. include Jericho in the match guarantees Jericho interferes in the match. What if he brings the cage down on Roman? <laughs> sure, right? Um, like they use they used this cage once before in NXT so that a guy wouldn't interfere in the match, and guess what? He interfered in the match. Yeah. Granted, the performers then botched it. Holy sh! Did you watch that the the original Shark Cage match when the doors just like fucking uh, like basically open the entire time? No. Which one are you talking about? The one on NXT. No, I did not see one on NXT. Yeah, so th- I'm I mean, talking about the one that happened in like the late '80s. Oh no, I'm talking. This is I'm talking about like because clearly they're pushing this match because it's a playset and they want to sell toys, but they gave I mean, it a trial run. To in NXT first right. before bringing it up to the main roster. Sure. And there's that one tag team who's managed by that old guy. I don't know. And they fought against TM61 uh-huh. yeah. or whatever. Authors of Pain, I think. Yeah, Authors of Pain. Yeah. And they have, and so they like locked their manager up in the shark cage. Uh, oh my God. Uh, what's his name? Paul I something? Know. I don't know. That's why I said I'm not calling him by his name. Uh, and so he drops a chain down in the middle of the match okay. for his guy, for the authors of pain to pick up and beat down TM 61 with. Right. But one of the authors of pain picks it up and goes to swing at a dude and it s- flies from his hand into the crowd. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, they botched their dirty finish. Jesus Christ. But anyway. Uh, uh, Paul Ellering. Yeah, sure. 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 But the point is, by having Chris Jericho locked in a cage above the match, 
that guarantees that Chris Jericho is going to interfere in the match. Like, right. Obviously not in kayfabe, but in, we I know. know how WWE works. We know. <laughs> so then Nia challenges Sasha kicks, you know, kicks her crutch or whatever the fuck. And, you know, set, you know, disses Sasha in the ring. Sure. Maybe they'll use Nia to just like beat down Sasha over the next couple months. And then this, that's what drives Sasha to finally turn heel into a, a better character for her. Possibly. Uh, new tag team belts on Shizaro, and they look pretty cool. I, I mean, they're literally the SmackDown belts, both red leather, but that is so much nicer than the shit copper belts. Copper that they pennies. Had. The copper penny belts. So dude. it's not original, but it's at least better. Oh, and also, real quick, everybody, I know this is already also i think they're now officially called the raw tag team belts not the world tag team belts they used to be great so it'll make the lineage even more confusing Uh uh-huh uh also sorry to everyone at home that i'm i have the sniffles i'm sick today so sorry if i'm making weird noises into the microphone uh but the belts look cool and we're happy with them uh braun Strowman, you know is pissed that sammy zone got a win for surviving 10 minutes and rightfully so yeah because he like everyone else didn't know the stipulation of that match. and he went out and just he interrupted a titus or a sinkara match and fucking laid waste to everyone right and that would not be the last destroys titus throws sinkara through a bunch of and titus is a big man right but titus, not big enough oh to, my god dude it really shows how big braun is right where he like makes titus look like a child yeah. Like, fuck. And, like, if you've never seen Titus O'Neil next to most people, Titus O'Neil, big man, football player, only guy in the WWE to sack Peyton Manning. Uh huh. Anyway, uh, Cedric Alexander defeated Noam Dar on Raw with his girlfriend, with his, Hala. With Naomi Fox. Naomi Fox? Or Alicia Fox. <laughs> they, weren't they, they were both Funkadactyls, right? No, Cameron. Got released. She was the the other Funkadako. My bad. Yeah, Alicia Fox and Cedric have been dating because I guess and I don't think that no that's am- actually a backstage thing. I think it's a purely a kayfabe thing. No, well, yeah, yeah, definitely purely a kayfabe thing. That's yeah, no, but and no one's just like all yeah. I want for Christmas is you, Naomi. And no one's like or, I'm a, I'm a steal yo girl. Oh my god. It's such a it's so trash, but hey, on the bright side, at least get Cedric Alexander something to do on Raw that I people might, that people might remember. Because let's be honest, dude, you gotta have memorable stuff. That's why the Jack Gallagher moment went over well. Because people were like, Oh, cool. Uh and, and then yeah. I mean anything with more Alicia Fox on TV is a good thing in my opinion. Yeah, I like Alicia Fox. Um uh New Day and Seamus def- and Cesaro defeated Our buddies, I guess. Yeah, and sure. they defeated at, uh the club and the shining stars because why the fuck not i remember turning to you and like i think i came in like during a break or something and i was like why the why are the shining stars in the ring at all like what the who knows who gives a shit enzo went to sensitivity training in case you're wondering why it's because they have no reason they have no character and all they do is shill their resort they are the opposite of dj khalid all like, they do is lose, 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 no matter like, what. Like, why Why do they even, like, it's so, like, I get that wrestling is dumb and stupid and doesn't be. make fucking sense. It can be. And it's just, 
The Shining Stars have no... Why are they wrestlers? Why are they wrestlers? At this point, I don't know. They'd be better off in real estate, it seems like. Or or vacation they're, selling. They're like... Yeah, they're timeshare selling shysters. Why are they in a wrestling ring? Like, what, what are they doing? We don't know. I don't think they know. Look, we could talk all day so about many the Shining like, Stars. Like, there's so many times where I ask, like, why are they doing this? Like... What is the motivation for this person to do what they're doing? And most of the time, it's a vague, like, they want the belt. They want to prove they're the best. And you're like, okay, that's super generic story, but at least it's something. Some people have good ones. Like, the Wyatts want to spread their message. Sure. And, like, again, like, some of these characters can be characters, and some of the characters are given a shitty bare-bones story, but at least it's something. The Shining Stars, why are they wrestlers? They used to be matadors. Like, well, even, they even I think Kayfabe changed their names. They aren't even those people. Like... Yeah, they, they became Diego and Francisco. Yeah. But now they're just they're Epico. And, Epico. Now they're back to Pre- yeah. Primo and Epico, which is who so they like, are. Why are they in a wrestling ring instead of just standing Paycheck? out front of a WWE events every time to hand out flyers? Paychecks? I don't know. Like that is more in line with their character. I than fucking being loved it when that ring. one jobber. Like this is months ago, but when that one jobber was just like, "Why are you?" They're like, "Why are you gonna fight for Braun Strowman?" He's like, I f- "If I get in the ring with him, I get five hundred bucks. If I win, I get a thousand. See, that makes sense. It was perfect. It's perfect. Give it that really to the shining is. stars. Every time they fucking lose, they should get out of the ring Be and like, someone should hand. We them made that. We made our bank tonight. Like, what a story you could do with that. Look, imagine this: Epico and Primo get out of the ring after loss, and fucking uh, not not Corey Graves. Uh, Byron gets up to him and goes, "Here's your five hundred dollars for competing and in, in the match." And they're like, "Yay!" And then we can now go invest this into our resort. Sure. And then let's say that eventually there's like a storyline that like you could do anything. Like one of them is trying to plan a trip for the two of them, or one of them needs a medical treatment or some shit. And then it's like, oh, so every time they win, they get the thousand, and so that's gonna help them. You could do so much with that. And instead, it's just like. There's there is no story. It's just like talking about Puerto Rico. It makes me feel like Puerto Rico struck a deal with the WWE, right. and the it's WWE like, was like, we "Need tourism." And Please. the WWE is like, "We'll do something. It won't be good, but it'll be something." We'll make your country look terrible, and the only resort that you have is not finished and doesn't even have a roof. But but we'll mention it, and that will. right there is a huge deal. All right, let's move on. So uh, Neville uh, Neville beats up. On Rich Juan and TJP. Um, oh, dude, no. It wasn't Neville beats up on Rich Swan and TJP. It was Neville beats up on Rich Swan. TJP <laughs> runs in to make the save and gets murdered. <laughs> Straight. We And I, I've said this before. I fucking hate it when the hero runs down the road. First off, his music plays. Right. So you know he's coming. And so it Neville has- hits before they even walk out to the ramp. Exactly. So Neville's got plenty of time to know that TJP is coming in to make the save. Then TJP has to run down the entire ramp and slide into the ring while Neville's already turned his attention to him. Right. But it's just like crumpled in a corner yeah. at this point. But in so many instances, the hero gets into the ring, maybe takes a punch or two, but then manages to get the themselves momentum. up. Yeah, momentum. And I loved how in this instant, Neville's just like, fuck that. 
right? I see he hits coming. the ring. He hits the mat. Kick to the fucking head. Just murdered. Just dead in the ring. Fuck you, TJP. And then I, and I, I just, I, it was beautiful. It felt real. I loved it. Neville looks so fucking good. I know you're not happy that he's a heel, but damn, does he look good in that ring? I mean, I'm, I am happy he's a heel. It's just a stupid decision because Fair. the cruiserweights have gotten almost no reaction. And then you take the one guy that people actually know and will react to and make him a bad guy. Right. And now we already have a problem on the show of people cheering bad guys and not cheering good guys. And so what do you do about a guy that people cheer for? You make him a bad guy. What? <laughs> yeah. I mean... Uh, Don't get me wrong. I love heel Neville. I love heel Neville tearing through the cruiserweights, but as a big WWE picture, it it it's not great. Helps weaken the overall show. Fair enough. Uh, so I jumped out of order just a little bit. Enzo more sensitivity training, and Lots then Braun Braun. That's when he beat up. Uh, Titus and mm, Sin Cara. Whatever. Anyway, Bailey defeated Charlotte in a non-title match. Yeah, meaning that Bailey has three wins over title holder Charlotte. I think she's lost every time she's held the title. Maybe she's lost once. It was also title, not a very good match. It was a little sloppy, and then there was yeah. that really, really shitty looking Bailey spins around on you. Yeah, I like, don't know what that is. Obviously, every single thing in WWE is fake, right. but like that was fucking fake. Real bad. That's like that's like the times when you make really shitty creative moves on WWE 2K, and they're like the thing where you jump off the turnbuckle and like hover what? in the air because you're doing so many flips and then come slamming down. And, and what makes like, it funny is that there's so many guys who we've seen do moves that we straight up go, well, that's cartoonish like in real life. Like even the red arrow is a little cartoonish. It's crazy to watch. Sure. Ray Mysterio like, would do like six one nine that you have to be draped over a rope for. It's crazy. But the the this was just bad. Then it's like, hey, go lie down and I'm gonna spin around on you, but I'm not good at it. So you're just gonna have to lie there while I awkwardly flounder around which on was, top of which you. Which was worse? The Bailey spin or when Alberto Del Rio would drape somebody over the ropes for the for the drop the knee drop where the person would have to physically hold the ropes. I mean, which would you say is worse? Both are pretty bad. I mm, I, I feel like I'm gonna go with the Del Rio one just because it actively involves the person holding themselves up, at least with the shitty spin, like the person's just on the ground. Right. Uh, Enzo's tra- Enzo's like sensitivity training ends up with a tag team match for next week. Then we had Reigns and Rollins coming out to fight Jericho, and nope, Braun Strowman just comes out and is like, you know what, Mick Foley, you don't want to give me a real match. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna murder the only two faces on the roster, and that are left right? in my wake. Yeah, um, he already <laughs> Braun Strowman. The headline for Raw should have been Braun Strowman kills all faces because that's kind of that's. Most of what he did. I mean, well, so I, the the main event, I turned to you as soon as the pay-per-view ended, and I went, the main event for Raw tomorrow is a tag of Roman and Seth versus KO and Jericho. Right. And then it was 
And thankfully, Braun made it entertaining. Braun made it entertaining because how many times over the past two, three, four months have we seen a variation of those four guys in the ring? Yeah. But it was at least entertaining this time that Braun came out and just fucking murdered everyone. And also, it was great when Jericho and, and Kevin Owens just kept tossing Rome, Roman and Rollins back into the ring at Braun's feet. Like, like their dead corpses would just sort of drift away. And then they'd be like, nope, and right. just shove them no, back in. You, you got to keep them busy. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens with this. Because, I mean, it's not going to go away. And uh, the announcers at least somewhat made reference to it, finally. Yeah. Because they were like... Why are Roman and Seth teaming up? And they're like, oh, well, you know, they have to unite against mutual enemies and stuff. And it was just like a throwaway line. Right. But it, like, why would Roman and Seth team up? I don't know. Why would Roman ever be like, and I can trust you again? Even there was a point, I think, the paper, the go home show for this, where. They had Roman standing in the ring, and they had Seth standing behind him with a chair in his hand. Yeah, and I, I and Roman to was you. just like, "I'm cool with this. I trust you, <laughs> right?" Like, like I just imagine it being like like two two lovers that that have been separated for a while, and the first one's just like, "I know you cheated on me, but I trust you. Hold me." It's just like I even turned to you. I was like, "Why is he ever letting Seth Rollins hold a chair anywhere behind him?" Like, even if it was like, hey, I'll save you a seat, buddy, and the seats were bolted to the ground, if I'm Roman Reigns, I'm like, no, 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 never again. Fuck. Right, like, ah, fuck wrestling so sometimes, they right? Need, like, hopefully they'll act like they have a lot. We, so now that now that roadblock end of the line's done, Do we, have a, we have a, a drought until, until January 29th, 28th, 29th. It's one of those. It's late in January. It's gonna, yeah, it's definitely like the last weekend. Shh, so don't, don't complain about not having. I know. Pay-per-views. I know. I'm not complaining about not having pay-per-views. I'm complaining about the fact that we're about to go into a uh, dual brand pay-per-view. And last time we did that for Survivor Series, Raw and SmackDown were just boring as fuck. Yeah, they were like nobody was pattern. going to do anything. They just didn't advance any pro- storylines because it's like, how can you pitch a storyline where, oh, our top face and heel are fighting when in a couple weeks they're going to have to be on a team together? Exactly. And so now, are we about to enter another period? You of- know, could have made that a little better though if they had had, and they don't have nearly enough talent to do it. Uh-huh. But if they did. Instead of having three Survivor Series matches, have a women's, have a tags, have a raw faces versus SmackDown heels, and raw heels versus SmackDown faces. A four. Because hmm. then it still makes sense. You're still having bad guys versus good guys, but you're not having men and women, or you're not having men face and heel singles competitors intermingled. Yeah. So then you don't have that extra bullshit of infighting and it. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I see where you're coming from. But and we still they have, definitely have no or near the talent to have right. pulled that off. And we have no idea if the Rumble is going to be two separate 20-man Rumbles or if it's going to be one 30 or 40-man Rumble. It seems like they're only talking about one Rumble. It seems Cause, that way. Because we have two confirmed entrants to the Rumble. Not the mm. Raw Rumble, not... Yeah, but they ha- we, have, we have weeks to go. Sure. Sure. Over a month. WWE could definitely change the game here. Vince could wake up tomorrow and be like, there's eight rumbles. And each of them has 10 guys. 
We don't have 80 people on the roster. I don't give a fuck. Sign some people. Vince McMahon, out. Explosions. Let's be done with Raw. Raw was just okay. SmackDown. SmackDown was hot. SmackDown was hot. Oh, and also 205 Live real quick. Uh, they advanced. I don't know if you got to see it yet. Uh, they had Cedric fight somebody. Gulak. They had Cedric fight mm-hmm. Gulak. Uh, good match. At some point, Gulak tosses Cedric and he hits Alicia. She falls down. She's like, oh, my ankle. And he's like torn between do I finish the match or do I go help her? Uh-huh. And so Gulak kind of pulls him back into the match. He's like, all right, I'll finish the match. And then Noam comes out and picks up Alicia Fox huh. and runs with the back to her. And Cedric tries to get out of the ring to stop him, but Gulak catches him. He's like, no, you're not getting out of this one. So Cedric hurries up and beats Gulak, pins him, and then runs backstage. Then Gulak gives a little interview where he's just like, why is Alicia Fox out here? Women don't belong on 205 Live. Which was like, are they teasing that there's going to be women on 205 Live? Or is that just Gulak's character now as he's a misogynist or something? I don't know. But he looked weird doing it. But at least he got to talk and we got to see him at that show. I like Gulak. He's cool. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, 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 not uh, Aria Davari came out. I almost said Jinder Mahal. Aria Davari came out, won his match, was like, I just want you all to know that Jack Gallagher's not a gentleman. He's a scoundrel. Then he Ooh. dropped the mic and left. And I was, I was waiting on Gallagher to come out. He didn't. Uh, and then uh, Brian Kendrick and Neville just, just uh, you know, eviscerated. Uh, just absolute, just massacre. Anyway. It's nice to see that cru- the cruiserweights are kind of settling in. I just wish that they were accepted more. Yeah. Well, I mean, it'll. I think it'll get better. The crowd was still quiet, but there were moments where they got live sure, again. But this is also after... A full SmackDown taping after a dark match of a SmackDown, like yeah. I mean, they need to honestly. They, what I think they need to do is just like we said before, they have to figure out a better time to do it. Also, it's still weird that they do dark matches at for SmackDown after SmackDown. Yeah, like well, no, two hundred five live comes on immediately after, but then they do dark matches after that, Ugh. which is even worse, right? So it's like sitting through a full, I mean, I guess it's not any really different than sitting through a full raw. It's just that the last hour of it is dedicated to one kind of match. Yeah. It'd be like if every raw you went to this, the last hour, it's also kind of just being like, Hey crowd, you're here for SmackDown. Yeah. Also, there's going to be a thing after the show that you don't have to give a shit about. See ya. Yeah. Just lock the doors. Don't let them leave. So anyway, SmackDown. Okay. First off, James Ellsworth is dead. Fuck him. Thank God, AJ. The crowd was so No, dude. So James Ellsworth is about to get his life well, sucked we'll, back into his dick. We'll get, we'll get to that. But I'm talking about with AJ Styles. Uh-huh. AJ murked him. Oh, yeah. He and the crowd... murdered him. The crowd loved it. And then no AJ was like... AJ was like, oh... Kept coming back. I'm not done destroying you. <laughs> he kept coming back. I mean, it, it, it makes so much good story sense because Elder Lords are just like, I got three wins over you, dude. I got three wins over you. And he's like, oh, he you want my three, three fucking wins? Okay. I beat you by doing like the whole just standing with my foot on your chest. One, two, three. Yeah. It was and then great. I just murder you again um, and again. Throwing them against basically everything that could hurt you in uh-huh. the arena. Uh, it was beautiful. The crowd gave Ellsworth no support. They gave AJ all the love. Uh, Miz. So it's worth noting. Miz has obviously been fighting 
Dean Ambrose a lot lately. And it seems like that's the feud that we're getting into, right? But Honestly, he also had this little... They haven't been fighting a lot lately. They, yes, they're, that's what they're going for. Right. But like they had an altercation in a four-way match. That's not them fighting a lot lately. Well, they also had a couple promo segments where Dean insulted The Miz. And they have a history of, of they had a feud before, a feud or two before. Uh, not in any recent memory. Uh, they, I know they had a feud for the Intercontinental Championship before. And maybe before brand split, but they have something on the record with WWE. It's enough. Having said, we fought at one point in the past mm-hmm. is enough. So anyway, uh, Miz also has a little thing with Apollo Cruz because of the, you know, Cruz got a win on him and he was like, ah, it wasn't for the championship. And he wanted a rematch and he's like, but it's for the championship. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan said that. So they had the, the fight. Maurice got caught hand in the cookie jar mm-hmm. going for, I don't know what the fuck she was going to do. Look twist like- his head off. You give him a scalp massage yeah, something I, she had her hands I, it was probably some kind of eye rake but still yeah. I, I was licking myself i was like is she just gonna like snap his fucking neck kill him kill apollo cruz anyway so miz picks up the win even though maurice leaves uh dubious circumstances and then well with still an eye poke that's what i'm saying he's like yeah. you know he cheated a little bit yeah, he, he broke a rule mm-hmm. it's not as bad as maurice fucking macing someone sure but then Renee Young gets in the ring. It's just like, and Miz. what's up with this obsession you have with Dean Ambrose? Sidebar, real quick. The internet is ablaze with, did he go off script? Was that planned? Because everything gets real awkward when he turns to Marie, or not Marie, when he turns to Renee and says, I'm obsessed with Dean Ambrose. You're the one sleeping with Dean Ambrose. And the stadium erupts. And she, dude, there's just like a moment. I'm getting like, it's weird. Like he's, I, I, if either this was great storyline, like, or Mrs. Well, the, what people are saying is the, the rumored leak made a good performance. Like he has shown to do a good performance in the past. Again, the rumored Gasp. leak, the rumored leak is that the thing was staged, but his line was, you're the one dating him. And that he, you're the one sleeping, sleeping and there. that pissed Renee off. And so there's this moment where she's stunned and nothing happens It's a long moment. And then she smacks the taste out of his fucking mouth. But at the same time, this is also the first time, I believe, that uh, Renee and Dean's relationship has been brought up on WWE. It's been mentioned on Don't give me shit about total fucking divas. (laughs) It counts. Don't give me fucking shit about anything not on USA. Or a pay-per-view. Or a pay-per-view fair okay it has never been brought up outside of total divas and then i think and even still in total divas i'm pretty sure they're mostly just treated as friends because there's that segment where like they were yeah they never swerved they were like you know renee is doing the interview in the mall and her friend dean ambrose shows up (laughs) yeah i know I i don't know if they've ever actually official officially said that they've been dating anywhere there was two interviews where one was with dean ambrose where he was like the i think it was with what culture where they're like oh are you dating renee and he's like ah she's too good for me and then another one with renee where she was like ah you know 
it is what it is. Right? Like, we all know they are, and that's fine. But this is the first time it's been brought up in, like, WWE I'm just curious to see what happens with the Dean Ambrose character now because of this. Because he is not... He's the lunatic friend. Right? Yeah. No, he's not a boyfriend. Who but could now date he's, that monster? But now he's forced to into like this. I mean, he's still a baby face and yeah. still works. Sure. But like. Now he's got a relationship storyline. Congratulations, kids. You finally made it. You're finally here. Right. You know that you made it in the WWE when you get a relationship story. Yeah, man. Cedric shot to the top before Dean Whoop. could. Right to the moon. Uh, so then Dean Ambrose defeated Luke Harper. A pretty good match. I mean, Luke and him have great chemistry. Yeah, no, I mean, it was very, very good. And the ending, as soon as, you know, Dean gets the one, two, three on him, which is interesting because it wasn't a dirty deeds. He, he, he well, hit him with a really weird, it was like, grab the arm, flip him around, yeah. get him up on his shoulders, pin. It wasn't like a package of some kind. I, I forget what Morrow called it, but it was like, it was a very like complicated pin. It wasn't a move that they need to, they need to sell a marinary. It's like a dictionary, but it's a Maro just like what this move is called. And when you click the entry, it's him saying it, shouting it. I love how he can, he can know this precise name of a bunch of moves, but mm-hmm. still get people's fucking names. Oh wrong. yeah. Chad Hawkins, Chad Hawkins. I, I fucking love JBL now when he's just like, who in the hell is Chad Hawkins? And oh yeah, like, no JBL. Like the character, the character is Morrow is this top tier nerd who knows everything, and JBL shits on him for knowing everything. And then once he messes up and doesn't know something, oh JBL shits on him harder if for I, not knowing. If it. I had told you with within a month or so of WrestleMania that you would like JBL right now, that JBL and Morrow teaming up would be the best thing in wrestling. We could just murder David Otunga, and no one would know. He's worthless. Uh, then we had an amazing match between La Luchadora and Alexa Bliss. Uh, she had to fight or be stripped of her title. And I mean, this did was, you think it was Becky immediately? I knew it was somebody because that was the worst fucking wrestling outfit ever. I, I honestly had no wrestler ever would wear that in the ring. I immediately knew it was Becky because of the full clothes on the on the hat on the mask. The fact that they had it like the neck of the suit running up into it. Oh, "Oh, they're hiding her fucking red ass hair. Yeah, well, I I knew it was I knew I knew it had to be somebody that fucking move, though, where they did the roll around the ring for like a full minute. No, like Becky can wrestle Lucha's style really well. And she did like that, like top arm from the rope. Oh, yeah, it's great. And just the rolling pin thing, like when they went around in a circle around the ring was just fucking amazing. And and it was kind of interesting because it was very much just like. I'm a masked mystery person. I'm going to make you look silly. Psych, I'm Becky. And now it's just like, oh, shit, Becky, like is in another league. Yeah. Like Becky deserves this title and Alexa clearly got like a fluke win at this table. So match. we'll have to see what happens at the rumble, man. It'll be exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, then we had Mojo Raleigh. Uh, first off the guy from fucking sniper looking for Randy Orton. I was like, well, it's awful. because I know it's Orton plugs. was on the show. He's like, Hey, I'm looking for my buddy. I'm like, Oh, you don't want to find Randy Orton. You do not. He's not the same man who was shooting that show with you a while ago. Also, holy fuck, Ryan Felipe is like the most boring person. How is this guy an actor? I have no idea. He was awful on the commentary. On Mike, he was just. 
they had to like pry him just to like give out basic info about the show he's on not even like participate he didn't i don't even know if he commented about a single thing going on in front of him no he once. didn't he did. like total opposite of ashton jbl Kutcher. called him out on it i think at one point jbl was like you know there's a, a match in the ring and it's just like yeah i mean at least when you have a guest star on they should be like i i do not like gabriel iglesias but they used him effectively yeah he he was part of the match and it made sense with what he was doing. He sure. was just like, I'm gonna, just going to take selfies. He didn't get in the ring. He didn't, you know, he didn't move David Arquette someone. win the championship. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like when you have people like they perfectly used Ashton Kutcher and Danny yes. Masterson, because when they came out, they were talking about the match and they even Cole was like, oh, so what about this Netflix show? They're like, dude, there's a match going on. We're trying to watch <laughs> <laughs> like they shut down the promos. Get out of here. To so. and, and and I mean it makes sense. If you have a guy on the show, let him be a part of the show. Don't let him just be a plug. You so, can have commercials. Samojo so have a guy be on the show to be a commercial. Samojo so won against Kurt Hawkins and who who frankly Chad Hawkins? Chad Hawkins? Who frankly gives a fuck? The fact that that guy's even on the roster still and Jack Swagger can't get a match is just hilarious to me. These vignettes, they were awful. Dolph Ziggler, Baron Corbin ended in a double count out to uh and AJ Styles got involved. That's which, that was with a, a chair, which is I was Well, he didn't he was on commentary. No, AJ no, but after he got after he got slammed, he picked the chair up yeah, to get involved. Which is weird because it's setting up uh next week's SmackDown, the last SmackDown of the year. Which is gonna be lit, and it's a terrible shame that Please that don't say that. You're gonna uh <laughs> I just was saying, I can't say my catchphrase at the end of the show anymore, so now I have to start working in. It's a terrible shame, though, that we won't be recording next week, because you're going to be home for Christmas, and this this upcoming SmackDown is apparently It's like a mini pay-per-view. It's, they, they, every it title, has, it seems like, is on the yeah, line. They're, they're calling it, like, the wild card challenge or something. Uh, which... I was going to ask you, did I miss something? I don't ever remember them building up this wild card challenge until literally last night. Yeah, no. I mean, I think... Uh, you know, Ryder got hurt, and they're like, "Okay, well, we can't wild cards for everyone." Go, so go, go! Yes, yeah, so let's just. And they probably know they're not having their own pay per view for a while. So, right. I mean, good. John Cena's back, so clearly they're just like John Cena coming back means maybe something big could happen because I feel like Taker's back as well with Cena. Uh, we'll we'll have to see. I mean, it'll, we'll find out on Tuesday, won't we? Also, did you think those? promos of like the slow dramatic cena theme on the trumpet were fucking hilarious <laughs> yeah because it's just like you know what it, you know what it reminded me of remember when i got drunk a couple months ago and i started to make that gregorian chant version of the cena theme and i only did it because i was fucking wasted and like like and as soon as i was sober i was like bob listen how terrible this is with the choirs being like and you were like why did you do this and i was like i don't know it's funny i feel like somebody got drunk jim johnston just had a whole case to himself it was just like it really did not feel like it felt anticlimactic and not like get hyped you know yeah they were the weird little promo last thing that happened that capped how good of a night it was for SmackDown. Uh-huh. Because 205 Live happened and 205 Live was fine. But then we get to Talking Smack. Uh, wait, wait, wait. If we're already moving on to Talking Smack, there's one last thing about the show we didn't talk what? about. 
how Ellsworth's dead, but he's oh, giving shit. the life back. But he's going to get his dick sucked by Carmella. Oh, and we also forgot to mention that uh, Carmella and Natty and Nikki Bella had that. I, I I liked how it advanced the storyline, you know, where Carmella came out. Nick Natalia's in the ring talking to Nikki Bella. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't do it. I'm uh-huh, your friend. Right? I love We're you. buddies. And then Carmella comes out and is like, huh, you totally did it. And you said all these hurtful things. You said like the Bellas have always been awful and they're only here because they're beautiful. And then Natalia's just like, you, you, you dirty Staten, Staten Island snitch. Mm-hmm. And then Ch- and traces Carmella away. And Nikki's just like, I can't believe you said all those things. And then Natalia gets a mic and is like, you know what? You're a you're a bitch. Like it felt like sh- that motherfucker was supposed to be at the end of that. Sentence. Yeah, no, it's just like, I you are it. a bitch. And I did do all of those things. And I've always hated and you. Cena's not going to marry you. Oh my God. They just love hitting and, her on that. And she was like, she was like, did that silicon get into your brain? Oh my like, God, dude. Oh, just savage, savage just on her emotional shredding i'm actually super pumped to see what happens with this fucking storyline now because i'm imagining if we saw a little bit of blood at sasha charlotte i imagine nikki bella natalia is gonna look like a scene from fucking like jaws right those are the vets of the women's industry at this point and then later james ellsworth just first off the announcer was like oh james ellsworth's at a hospital and then he's just like not and he's like behind her but like really heavily bandaged oh like we've seen ellsworth bandaged but not like this not like this. and then the announcer was being really obnoxious she was like james how about this james, james. how about this g and always just uh, just moaning because he's like hurt yeah man's like been in a fucking car crash yeah. of a match and yeah trying to get like good and games. then who should come to save him but carmella for some reason and but she was like you poor baby Right. I'm, I'm gonna take, take care, care of you. you. I'm gonna take care of you. Holy shit, James Ellsworth! You may have lost the match, but you won tonight, bro. You won tonight. Woo! <laughs> uh, so then all of that happens, and we get to talking smack. And Renee's sitting there, and she's just like, "I'd like to apologize for smacking Miz." And Daniel Bryan's just fucking laughing. And this is another thing that got the internet going about like, did Miz change his own script? Because she looked genuinely like, I'm sorry that I got so upset. And Dana Bryan's just laughing like, ah, that's no, it's funny. If you would hit anyone else but Miz, you'd be fired. But he hit the Miz, so I don't care. And so then Rhino, clearly drunk. I want to also point that out there, okay? His <laughs> eyes were fucking, he looked wasted in a Santa outfit. Comes out And clearly he's supposed to be there because they're like, Uh oh, Santa's here. He sits down and immediately starts heavy flirting with Renee. And she is clearly uncomfortable and like keeps scooting her chair and is like, like whispering out of mic to him. And Rhino just starts fucking stripping and starts just taking off his clothes and exposing his nipples. At one point, he shoves a cookie. He stay. He goes like this. He shoves a cookie way down into a Santa outfit and goes... Renee, if you want to get from the naughty list to the nice list, you should find the cookie on Santa. And she's just like, uh, absolutely not. I'm not taking part in this. And you should also really calm down, Santa, because you're being kind of inappropriate. And he kept just like alluding to his dick and just being like, yeah, come on, Renee. I got a candy cane for you. And it's just like, whoa, bro. Whoa. It fucking derailed all of Talking Smack. And it was the best part because, like, you know, you had Becky on, and he was just like, You like this? this? (laughs) Like, what are you doing? And, like, Becky, like, for like a hot second, entertained it and was like, Oh, yes, Santa, I do kind of like it. And then he was just like, 
I'm wasted right now. Which is like, oh yeah. And she was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm no. And I was just like, dude, is Rhino just about to, if like, if I'm sure if they had just left like Daniel Bryan and Renee and left him there and just kept the cameras rolling, he would have fucked the Christmas tree. Cause he was like, oh my God. So fun. Anyway, we've been recording for a long ass time. We should wrap this up and get the Mm -hmm. fuck out of here. Anyway. Hey, everybody from us to you, from the people here at small package, that's Bob Feckety on Twitter at Bob Feckety on Instagram at soldier scuzzy. If you like soda from me, Corey Poindexter at CB Poindexter on basically every social media platform. And you can find us on both Twitter and Facebook at small package POD. That's POD for podcast. We're posting all sorts of fun stuff on Facebook these days, uh, live going live as it were raw and SmackDown and at wrestling events that we go to. So make sure you like us on Facebook so that you can stay in the know and update. Uh, and thank you so much for tuning into the small package show from us to you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, Merry Hanukkah, Merry whatever holiday you're celebrating. And more importantly, the gift from WWE to you, no pay-per-views till January 29th. <sighs> Feels good, man. Anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you again soon. This has been Small Package. Small Package.